eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, all right, all right. We're going we gonna to cut, we gonna cut the, the, the countdown short. We're going to do all of that. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-hosts, Nelson Newth and Jack Balsley in the building. Guys, like we do every single show before we get into any basketball stuff at all, and Nelson, your mic is picking up everything. We are hearing the breathing. We are hearing. Oh, all no of way. <laughs> let's bring, go. let's move go. that away a little bit. There you go. There you go. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm I just, all heavy breathing, and I'm all freaking out because we're going live. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. So, uh, like I said, before we do anything basketball related, we talk about anything basketball related, I just want to make sure that I ask you guys how you guys are actually doing, right? Jack, I'm going to start with you. How are you doing, man? What's going on in your life these days? Talk to us. Yeah, man, I'm doing good. You know, just working. I mean, I guess I'm happy it's spring. I know I know I mentioned that last podcast, but I'm starting to feel more even though, hey, it snowed yesterday, so I don't know what the hell's going on here, but hey, yeah, you know. Gotcha. Nelson, talk to us. What's going on? Dude, I'm living the life here in Cali. We're going back to Cali. um but it's um it's a little breezy at my house like 40 or 50 mile an hour winds out here we've had really bad weather uh lots of rain and bad weather here but um it is sunny out which is good and looking forward to the weekend gotcha 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 that's exactly how i feel man it's like i mean jack jack said it correctly the weather in colorado is always so bipolar it's just you never know what you're going to get because it was what 60 plus the other day and then all of a sudden it said it was supposed to have a thunderstorm but it didn't then they said it's supposed to snow it's like you know man colorado is you never know you never know yeah i miss that i miss the the times when it would snow one day and then literally that day could be gone the snow could be gone or yeah something crazy but yeah i miss the colorado weather not yeah, so I mean, much I, snow. I love it. I mean, I, as as bipolar as it is, I actually really enjoy it myself. So it's like you know, I, especially going to Colorado from New York, I prefer Colorado weather over New York any <laughs> oh, day. Oh, any day, day. Yeah. any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The any humidity day. in New York is the killer. Can't do it. Cannot <laughs> do it. But uh, yeah, so so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and start jumping into some of these. I see uh, 
I see we got Keaton in the chat right now, you know, definitely one of our, our special guest hosts who comes on with us from time to time. And um, what up, Keaton? Uh, we see you in the building. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, so we, you know, on the last show that Jack and I did, we did not get a chance to obviously talk about the Wizards game, considering that the game hadn't happened yet. Um, but uh, now that it has, the Nuggets obviously did handle their business in that game. Um what were you guys' thoughts on just that game in general? I mean, the thing that stood out to me personally was Kristaps Porzingis just hitting every single shot imaginable, and it made no sense. It didn't matter who was covering him. It was just a jump shot. It was just easy every single time. What were you guys thinking when you saw that Nelson talk to us? I mean, the first half was um, uh, kind of crazy, right? It was just so right. so close, and um, – and thank God Jamal Murray went into the locker room and, and had some words for the, the boys. And uh, I think a lot of people credited him being the mature person in the room and telling mm -hmm. them, look, like, we can't do this anymore. Like, this is not going to – this isn't going to fly. Yeah. Um, you're taking this win for granted. And they came out and put the pedal to the metal. Um uh, then you saw our bench come in and struggle again. And, um, if I hear Scott Hastings, um, say how bad the bench is one more time, I think I'm going to reach through the TV and strangle him. Uh -oh. But, um, I, yeah, it's, but, but it is true. I mean, they're just sometimes, uh, you know, questionable, um, not sometimes most of the time, but the starters were just amazing. Um, I let Jack get in here, but just my last thought is <sighs> Michael Porter Jr. is just an enigma. I mean, he's, he, is, he, is he really right is, mm -hmm. he's, and he, he really is so much better defensively than he was. I've noticed his closeouts are better. He's in the passing lane more. He's gets, he's a rebounder. Um, I just, I, I'm enamored with this dude and the Nuggets are really going to go as far as Michael Porter Jr. goes, but he's, yeah, he's shooting Our stat man might know this, but he's shooting like 45% <laughs> from three point range. Gotta be, I think yeah. he hit, I think yeah. in that game, didn't he hit six, he had six, three, three yep. six mm -hmm. threes. Mm -hmm. So my, my feeling is Michael Porter Jr. And Jamal Murray, if those two guys are on Nuggets are going to win period. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Jack, talk to us. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, everything Nelson said, totally agree. To your, to your, to the stat man's stats, he is actually uh, forty-seven percent right now in, in March. Uh, that's 50, that's ridiculous. Fifty-three, just field goal percentage in March, which is wild. Uh, but yeah, they all played super great. I mean, except for KCP, but hey, you can't What's win them all. all with him, man. Uh, I, I, hey, I don't <laughs> yeah, they is struggling. The three-point guy was 0 for 4, so I don't know really what was going on there, but, you know, everybody was playing cohesive, which is something is sometimes hard to ask for, but, you know, very happy to see Bruce Brown kind of getting out of that slump, too. Uh, that was... That, that's, not from three. Not from three. <laughs> Granted, he only took and one not shot. that floater. But, right, right, His right. floater kills me, man. I'm like, dude, when was the last time you made one of those damn floaters? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, Sorry, no, Jack. no, yeah. no, 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 I agree. No, but you know, it was interesting to just see 
it's funny because like of course if you look at the stat sheet you get all these players but in reality it was just those four um until the way end until uh malone kind of sprinkled some guys in with three minutes left but <laughs> even with thomas bryant i thought that was pretty funny that he put him in the last three minutes and he had two pretty good dunks right away <laughs> so i was like you know I'll, t- I'll take it but uh just you always like guys seeing their minutes being used correctly but i don't know i, I thought the team played good that can't really I can't like gloat too much about it because it was the Wizards, and I can't be too upset about it because a win's a win. So, Jeremy, you, really, Jeremy, really quickly, I'm sorry. What yeah. did you What did you think about the fact that Zeke Naji has come back and is now the backup big man? I, I will be honest with you. I well, here's the thing: the Nuggets have won both of the games where he has been, so there's not like a bad sample for me to to reference, right? Um, I'll be honest, he's actually played pretty well. I mean, he's moving around pretty decent on the perimeter. Um, he's getting to the basket. He's getting offensive rebounds. I mean, especially defensively, I think he's really showing um, a lot of bursts right now, you know, especially after that that long injury that he had to deal with. Um, so I actually really like it. I think, I think he's been playing pretty well, at least in the two games that he's been back. So listen, if it's, if, if it's working, then cool. That's just the way I see it, right? Um, and, and it's so funny because you asking me that, right? Because of course, Thomas Bryan is supposed to be the backup big, but did, did you guys, and, and I don't know if I was the only one who noticed this, but did you guys see the, uh, the tribute video that they did prior to the game starting? They did a tribute video for KCP and Ish Smith, right? Yeah. But, but of course, but Thomas Bryant played for the wizards as well. That's right? right. So I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, I mean, of course, you know, he may not have done as much as those other guys. And, of course, Ish Smith, but then again, Ish Smith has played for, what, 13 teams in the league? So the journeyman who's played for, I believe it's a I believe it's a record. I'm pretty sure it is a 13 record. teams is a record. And he got a tribute video. And Thomas Bryant wasn't even involved. Like, they didn't even show him in the clip yeah. like, at all. But it was really about KCP and Ish. And I thought that was kind of funny um, that he got no love. And the camera kind of panned over to him. For a second, and you could oh, just no way. yeah, it was just just like because they showed the they showed the bench, and of course you saw him, and he just didn't look impressed. He was just like, eh. Ish Smith <laughs> is Ish Smith is uh, it feels like is beloved in every city that he was at. You know, people really love that guy. Um, you see him going into the arenas of the places that he played, and he goes up to all the people, and they all love him. I mean. He's a great guy, and he's a great uh, bench player for for the Nuggets. I mean, do you th- do you think they didn't do the video because he they did the Lakers play Washington when he was on the Lakers because they might have done it then. That's my own May, may maybe. Uh, I, actually, I didn't I, I didn't even think about that side of things. Um, that's but, true. Uh, but real quick here, Jack. So we just we just got a question um, in the chat, and they're asking you specifically, um, yeah. who would you want the Nuggets to play in the first round? All right. Oh, you know, <laughs> we've honestly, talked about that before. I'll take know? any seven through ten team as it's standing. Um, but I think the I would honestly say the Timberwolves. I'm really surprised that they're the seventh seed. Right. Um, but and then again, it's funny because eight through technically eleven is a is a four way tie right now. So I don't even know who's going to be nine, ten, eight, nine, and ten. But you know, I would say the Timberwolves, I just think they're the most least consistent, if that makes sense. Um, I think I, I'm just like, there's just no players that are very like threatening on that team. Whereas, 
you could see Kyrie go off and Luca go off in Dallas, or you can see, of course, LeBron and AD go off in LA. And then if Zion's back by the playoffs, that team was the second seed for the longest time. They so, mm-hmm. you know, I would uh, definitely the Timberwolves. And but again, you, honestly, since all of those teams are a game around each other, I have no idea who it's going to be. But Timberwolves are Thunder if they're brought back in. How about you guys? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I agree. Nothing yet. Yeah, no, I was going to say um, the Timberwolves did have our number a little bit, though, they earlier, did. didn't they? They, did. they sure did. Um, yeah, and so I, but I agree with you, Jack. I think that would be a fine matchup. The one that I would love to have because I think it would build momentum for the second round would be OKC. If OKC uh-huh. was somehow eight, that is to me a slam dunk. Like they would, they should sweep that series. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always played well against OKC, and um, you know they do have some good players, no doubt, good young players. Uh, but uh, I would love to see OKC in the first round. I think that would be great because I want to see them have confidence going into the second round, and I think that would build their confidence. Would you say it's more of a confidence builder if they beat a tougher team or if they sweep a team? Good question, but I personally think think sweeping a team. Okay, that's fair. And and just having that continuity and getting that confidence back. Of course, we still have some games left in the season to get that confidence completely back and get them playing – to the high level they were playing before their skid. So, but yeah, I think somehow if you could just get that first uh, four games out of the way, move on to the second round, I think that would be beneficial. Fair That's enough. a great mm-hmm. question, Jack. No, that, 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 that really is a great question. I mean, um, just going back to your previous one, I will say, because uh, originally I, 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 I wanted the Clippers, and I think now he probably even more so solely because I don't know how long Paul George is oh, yeah. going to take to get back. I mean, you never want to smack on a team solely because they have an injury. Because, But <laughs> yet we were actually talking about it prior to the Paul George injury. And I feel like most of us agreed that um, the Nuggets versus the Clippers, I would prefer that in the first round. Sure. Um, I thought that that would have been a pretty good series. Um, but the way I see it as of as of right now, I do agree with OKC because I think – that would be a team that, yes, they have some dynamic players. I love Josh Giddy, definitely one of my favorite players in the league right now. Um, he's one of those like Swiss Army Knife players that For does sure. a little bit of everything, right? And of course, we get to see that on a nightly basis with with Jokic. Um, but Josh Giddy does a really good job. I love Jalen Williams, their rookie. I mean, if it wasn't for for Paolo pretty much starting the season on that tear, um, Jalen Williams would really be in the running for rookie of the year right now. And uh, it's funny because they have two players on their team named Jalen Williams. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. just like the weirdest yeah. thing. Like when you yeah. check their box score, you just see J. Williams. It's That's like, right. which one are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think OKC would be a, a nice matchup. I mean, I love I love uh, SGA. I think he is he's a beast, man. He yeah. he's a he top ten a player, beast. top yes. five player. He For is sure. a beast, and to think that you know the way that he's playing now and. 
I mean, OKC still has a bunch of picks and all types of stuff. Um, it's insane, like what they're yeah. actually building. I think they're one of those teams that has a really, really bright future. Um, okay. But to answer that second question, Jack, I I want I would love to see the Nuggets sweep somebody because okay. I'll be honest. <laughs> when has it happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about it. No, really think about that. When because I'm going all the way back in my mind, going all the way back from like the Carmelo days and 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 like all those series, even the ones. I mean, the Nuggets really didn't make it out the first round a bunch in those yeah. Carmelo years, um, other than obviously 2009. But I don't remember the Nuggets sweeping a team. Was it? A, what is it? A sweep against Chris Paul and the Hornets? The Hornets, I think it was. It may have been. I think there was one game the Nuggets beat them by like oh, either by 58 30? or something. It was like, no, oh, it was, it was ridiculous. Lot. It was yeah, like it was almost ridiculous. 60. Yeah, I, I love that. that game. That was great. Yeah, I, I can't remember if that was a sweep, but it might have been. If there was a sweep um, going all the way back to like from 2000 to now, it had to have been that. I don't, because I don't think they did it on any other occasion. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, I think, I, I think if the Nuggets can get a sweep, I think they'll use that confidence and take them all the way, personally. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But you know, excellent you, you, question. You, you'd be surprised. I mean, it's crazy how close the West is right now. And oh, it's I, I ridiculous mean, for, for Nuggets and the, for Nuggets, Memphis, and uh, I would say <coughs> I would say from the Clippers up because I mean, honestly, if the Warriors skid even slightly, there they're they're in the play-in. So mm-hmm. it's it's one be, loss. One yeah. loss will will take you out of the running right now. You can go yeah. from six to 12 in one game. It's yeah. Uh, the Warriors are, I'm hearing this from my, my buddies here that they're getting Gary Payton back. He is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and um, he's one of those glue guys that, uh, you know, I think is really helpful. Um, he's a great defender. Um, he'll get in your chili as uh, the great like Scott Hastings would say. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's a really good defender. And he's got a little dog in him, like dog in him, meaning like he's a little bit in your grill. Like yeah, he'll, yeah, yeah. he'll talk some smack to you, kind of like Josh Hart or, you know, like um, Dave Draymond Green. Not so much, but somewhat. And, um, yeah, that's I, that's the piece I think the Nuggets are missing, actually. We, we never talked about that, but. Do you think anybody on the Nuggets is has that kind of mentality? Uh honestly, as of right like, now, who's the who's no. the guy from who's the guy from Boston? The the point guard, Marcus Smith. Smart. Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually he, we, we talked about this. We actually talked about this. Um, I want to say maybe about two weeks ago. We were just talking about just different players that has that type of mentality, right? Like the ones who. They'll get. They, I mean, we even talking about like Dylan Brooks. As much as people don't like him, that's right. He's that type of player. I understand what you're saying. I mean, Josh Hart is probably the most composed version of that, but he's really good at that as well. Like, I know. Play, I mean, OG and Anobi. Like, there's different guys that can really like if you if you get them in that zone, they could they could lock in right. And I think yeah. um, the Nuggets have not had that in 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 quite some time. Because if you think about it, just looking at the roster. I don't know if there's anybody that I would say is that. I mean, Jamal Murray has his moments. DeMarcus like, Cousins was last oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guys with the chip on their shoulder. Yeah. That's DeMarcus what I'm Cousins talking about. Like I'm oh, talking yeah. about somebody with a chip on their shoulder. Like, gotcha. he's got a little bit of that. 
hey, don't mess with me. If you do, I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, honestly, the only person that's really like that on the team currently is probably Jokic. And it's kind of oh, weird to sure. say because he's obviously he doesn't really get too much into that on his own. But yeah. if you go at Jokic, he is the first person. And, of course, we saw the other day where Michael Porter choked the guy. So maybe we have two, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we have two of them now. Who knows? Maybe we have two. But uh, That's right. That's right. But Jokic has not backed down to, to anybody. I mean, look at – I mean, uh, what's his name? Jay Crowder stepped up to him when he was on the Jazz a couple of years ago. And Jokic Booker. backed him down. Booker, he choked Booker. I mean, of course, the Marcus Morris – situation i never thought about him like that but he is kind of that way oh yeah oh yeah he gets in everybody yeah (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. push him it's over yeah so michael green did that also a little bit with um morris in the in the la playoffs in the bubble do you remember that was that Mm -hmm. yeah when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. I that hope was, I didn't cover that before. But no, that was that that situation was interesting because that that actually um, really propelled the Nuggets because when he got yeah, he did. got in he got into Paul Millsap's face. And that's I right. Think, and then in Millsap, like you could tell, Millsap just kind of stood there, like that's who right. This, who is this guy? Like what? Did he? And <laughs> then all of a Jermichael sudden, Green. Boom, and, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was that. I, you know, Michael Green a, was actually on the Clippers. He was that's right. Not sure on the Nuggets. Was. He sure was right. on the Clippers, and that whole situation really changed the the game because that's when everybody on the Nuggets was like, "Hold on." Yeah. Y'all, what are you to, doing? y'all trying yeah. to punk us? Like, yeah. And I think that might have just changed the entire series. It did. I think you're right. Yeah, that's you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, fair, that's a good, fair point there. Well, listen, guys. Obviously, we are talking about different teams in the West right now. Nelson brought this to my attention. I did see the article pop up today, um, where obviously um, they are seeing the Nuggets not being as intimidating as we originally thought, because now they have because Kevin Durant is going to come back from an injury very, very soon. I believe maybe. This maybe Sunday, I think, is is the date that they said he may come back. But I know at least sometime next week um, for the latest. But um, with Kevin Durant coming back, the odds of the Nuggets winning the West have now changed, and now <laughs> and now we are um, second in the West by just by the sports books and stuff. The Suns are now favored to win the West. Now, the Nuggets are still first in the West with the actual standings being three and a half games up on the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, of course, if Memphis wins tonight against the Houston Rockets, it will be just a three game lead, but the Nuggets can change that tomorrow as well. Playing against Milwaukee. And we will talk about that, but about the Suns now being the favorite to win the West. What are you guys thoughts on that? Jack, talk to me. You know, I, it's tough because I understand if you're looking on paper, but the issue is some people look on paper too much. Because, of course, if you got KD, I feel like that it propels. I mean, the Nets were pr- going to be the one seed until he left. So, you know, I mean, I, you can't really count him out of not being the be- on the best team. Well, because he joins the best teams. But you can't really count him out on yeah. being, having the best team. So, but that being said, he's hurt currently. And it shows how kind of. 
All right, so it looks like we just lost Jack. He might have lost internet um, in that moment. Up, oh, he's coming back right now. I don't know what the heck. That there is. we go. It's Jack. A, is oh, back. he's back. He's back. There we go. <laughs> Maybe first first live show. First live show, and Jack gets kicked <laughs> That's off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Gotta love Maybe it. the universe did not want me talking about Kevin Durant. No, uh, but apparently. Um, no, I uh, I just think that it's it's really tough to to count out the Suns just because of of the type of players they have. But at the same time, they they haven't been like they've been playoff team all right this season, but like not impressive in my opinion. So we'll see if KD just completely shoots that up. But I don't know with his injury and he, he's been getting more injury prone. I mean, not crazy amount. He's not some injury prone player now, but just, I mean, of course I don't have faith in the Kings or the Clippers or, I mean, even the Warriors, I, they're probably the, going to be the most under the Grizzlies and the Suns that I would say have the biggest chance to kind of shock the playoffs just because of the culture they build, the players they still have that kind of a thing. But you know, I, right now I would just say it really is the Nuggets Nuggets playoffs to lose. Yeah. Um, which they can do as we've seen with the skid recently. Um, so it's really going to be how they, how they manage to kind of ride through that adversity. So that's kind of, hopefully, hopefully it's all perfect, but it never is. Gotcha. Nelson, talk to us. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it guys? Mm-hmm. Um, it really is when you think about how good they're going to be with those, those pieces. Um, you talk about Aiden, Aiden, and then you, and KD, and then Booker. So, it, let me let me turn it around a little bit and and just say, and I'll give you my answer. If you had all three of those players, and then you match them up against our three players, which would be Murray, MJ, um, MPJ, and uh, Jokic, who would you take? Like on those two sides. Who are you taking on that three-on-three? If it's a three-on-three game, who are you siding up with? And my my pick would be, obviously, Jokic over Aiton. And Mm -hmm. my pick would be KD over MPJ because, you know, he's basically proven it on a bigger stage. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that, honestly. For a longer time. (laughs) But I'm taking Jamal over Booker, and I know that's a surprise, but playoff Jamal is a different animal, and I still believe that he plays his best basketball in the playoffs. So I'm picking our guy on that one. Um, And as far as a fourth player, we have a – an almost all-star and a very athletic, uh, you know, four player, meaning, you know, power forward um, or three player in Aaron Gordon. So Mm -hmm. um, bench wise, they might have the advantage. We've talked about that ad nauseum, but I'm going nuggets. Gotcha. 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 You know, I will, I'll say this. I mean, the way that you broke that down made a whole lot of sense, you know, because yes, I will take Jokic over Aiton um, pretty much any day of the week. Um, you kind of just have to give KD that over MPJ because of, I mean, his track record, the player that he is. I mean, it's it's Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, if we're just talking about in the playoffs, I think Jamal Murray and Devin Booker are pretty even. And I'll be honest, I can't pick one over the other at this point um, because I, we have not seen – Jamal Murray play against the Suns in the playoffs. And we know that he actually plays really well against that team Mm -hmm. because prior to 
obviously his his injury. I mean, he was what, maybe what, 16 and two, something like that against the Suns. Like it was just because people were saying, oh, Jamal Murray would not have made a difference in that Sun series in the playoffs. Uh, I beg to differ. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think he he would have changed that whole series. Now, I'm not saying that the Nuggets would have won without a doubt, but I'll tell you, it would not have been a sweep that I can tell you for a fact hey, that Suns in four situation would not have been a thing, you know, Um yeah. But I think Jamal Murray does make a big difference in that situation. Of course, we're not even talking about like Chris Paul and and, and yep. these other guys who can obviously change change just the, the feel of the whole series. But just going back to just the fact that the Suns are now favored. I mean, it really, I mean, it is because of Kevin Durant. Like it's that's just what it is. It's not it's yep. not to say because prior to him being there, the Suns were not favored over the Nuggets. That's just what it was, right? I don't think anybody. I mean, as as ridiculous as a lot of these people are on TV, no one said that, at least not this season, right? They, they, they knew a little bit better, which is kind of weird because usually they just don't know what they're talking about ever. Um, but real quick, y'all, so we got a question here from, uh, from Red Storm, and I actually know Red Storm uh, pretty well. We actually play Xbox together, um, you know, so he, he, want, he was asking a question, how do we become Nuggets fans? And I know, obviously, from, like, the first episode, we, we kind of dove into that information, but... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to answer it again. Nelson, we're going to start with you again. Nelson, how did you become a Nuggets fan? Break it down for us, historian. Oh, yeah. I like that. Historian. Wow. <laughs> the L. Batesman in the room. Yes, sir. Um, so I moved to Colorado in 1977 and um, became a huge sports fan at that period in time and was a, a big basketball fan in general and started um, at that time there wasn't a ton of this is really dating me uh, there wasn't a ton, ton of um, TV um, uh, that, that they were broadcasting they didn't broadcast all the Nuggets games they, they had a handful or a series of games that they had on I think channel 2 at the time and um so I listened literally to every single game as a, a nerdy little kid um, on my radio. And I listened to a guy named, um, I want to say Al Adels. That's not correct. Um, but anyways, uh, he's his, his brother. Um, no, Al Albert, okay. Marv Albert's brother. They were kind of like Al Albert was also like a famous um, commentator in boxing, but he was the Nuggets radio guy. And he was the one that nicknamed Issel for the missile. Um, So he he covered the team and um, Dan Issel was uh, on the team with at that time, uh, David Thompson and um, Bobby Jones um which you know they had a great team and they went up against i want to say Milwaukee and Lou Alcindor and lost in um the championship game so i kind of remember that that period of time and then after that um my they they traded um for my favorite player of all time um in Alex English um Mm-hmm. They traded George McGinnis to the to the Indiana Pacers, um, and got Alex English and 
he was just um he only averaged like 14 or 16 points a game but when he became a nugget he totally changed his game and i remember he just came out of it felt like he came out of nowhere and um actually went to school with the general manager of the nuggets at the time his kids went to columbine high school where i was at school oh wow his name was donnie walsh so donnie walsh was the person who got that deal done and then uh, I'll end my story by saying I got to go to two David Thompson basketball camps. And, and one of them was at um, School of Mines. And I got to meet Alex English and sit down with him at the cafeteria and talk to him. And, and as a little kid or as a kid, you know, playing basketball, I was just, he was just the nicest, the kindest person um and so i've been a fan ever since gotcha very cool jack talk to us yeah i mean my story's not as as lengthy because i'm <laughs> sorry. Not, no, sorry no 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 i didn't mean that i didn't mean that in your timing i meant to say because i uh not been around as long um no but i uh born and raised here right down near denver so it was just kind of the cold it's just the reason i'm saying mine's not longer nelson is just because it's it's I was born, raised here, always been a sports fan. So I was going to go for the home team. So, you know, I mean, I always grew up with, I was the, I was the mellow kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, mellow and even Iverson as short as he was there as a kid, everything feels longer. So it felt like Iverson was on the team for five years, but uh, you know, those two were kind of, or I guess it was more billups because, you know, my sister went to CU and we've always been CU fans. So, so, you know, we were always into uh, into Billups and Mellow, so that was really my childhood. And then, kind of just rode with the ship, as uh, although uh, it sank a few times in recent <laughs> in in, in uh, those those early uh, teenage years for me. But uh, you know, we're back on it. They're they're good again. So I'm just excited to be a fan again. But uh, yeah, it, it's more just for me. It was location. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, and you know, I told you guys before, but my uh, my story was just interesting. Um, you know, not not being from America or anything like that. So while I'm living in the Bahamas at the time, I didn't grow up watching basketball at all. You know, I was I grew up playing soccer and watching it, um, and that that that's where the sports ended for me until I moved to the Bahamas. And I mean, everybody there, all they watched was basketball. You know, so you're hearing the stories about Kobe and Paul Pierce and Allen Iverson. And, you know, I'm asking these questions like, man, you guys like these same players, you know. But I said, you know what? I want to pick me a team, but I don't want to pick a team that everybody else likes. I don't want to be the typical guy. And my dad always told me to kind of, you know, find your own path. Right. So everybody likes those teams. I said, all right, if I'm going to pick me a team, tell me the teams that are bad, the teams that are just terrible in the NBA tell me some of those teams. And, you know, I got some names like, you know, the Clippers were, were really bad at the time. Um, and then, but, but when somebody said the Nuggets, right? I was like the Nuggets, why, why would I, the Nuggets? That's such a weird, it's such a weird name to me. But then, you know, I started to really do my research on the team. And then, um, you know, of course, like Carmelo and everybody had just, like was just about to get there and you started to see the jerseys. And I was like, you know what? 
I like that. Let's go. Let's go with the Denver Nuggets. And from ever since that day, I've been a diehard Nuggets fan. Like I have never wavered. It didn't matter that the Nuggets never won a championship. I was just always on the Nuggets, just the bandwagon for real, because that was just me. You know, I wanted to to, to rock with the Nuggets. And I mean, of course, you know, Jack, you mentioned it just throughout all those terrible years with the the Brian Shaw years and all this type of stuff. But of course we had a couple good years too. the 2009 team, like we mentioned, Western conference final um, team. And, you know, we, we had, we had, we had some teams, but that's, that's pretty much like my story. Like I did not like the nuggets, you know, or know anything about the nuggets prior to finding out that they were a bad team that never won a championship. And that's why I became a nuggets fan because they were bad. So I'm like the, I'm the opposite of a of a bandwagon fan for real. <laughs> so did you then um, decide to move to Denver because you were a Nuggets fan? I'll will tell you I'll tell you this too. So so I liked I liked the the Broncos and the Nuggets, and it's funny because I like just the logos on 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 the teams, the logos and the jerseys and stuff, right? I liked the just the horse logo, and I actually used to play with the Broncos on uh, NFL Blitz. On, oh, cool! On Nintendo oh, that's 64, a fun game, yeah. Right, so you know, and I wasn't as hard, you know, a hardcore fan. I just liked it. I was just like, oh, that 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 little horse thing looks kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I think I think that's gonna be my team. And I remember telling my dad, um, you know, while we were we've been living in the Bahamas, I used to tell him, you know, one day, one day, I'm gonna move to to Denver. One day, one day. And, um, you know, in 2000, 2015, well, the end of 2014, my lease is about to, to, to end in New York. And I called my dad once again and I'm like, hey, I think it's time. I think, you know, we used to talk about Denver and, and all this stuff. I think it's time to move to Denver. Had never visited nothing. I just, you know, called him and, and you know, I got online and I started applying for apartments. I got one approved. And we got we got in a van and we drove across the country to Colorado and we just showed up in um, in mid Denver on Evans Avenue. And I was like, well, I'm I'm this is my this is where I, this is my home now. And obviously I've been living here ever since, you know, I got my daughter. What year was that? 2015. What? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's an incredible story. Yeah, man, that's. Uh... I think that beats my story any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't easy to beat mine. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, your story's good, Jack. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nah, man, but that. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that we got a chance um, to answer that. So I know that's guys, a cool question. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's fine. I mean, we, uh, I know we we only got about you know five or so minutes here, um, but I did want to I did want to get on a couple things here now. Um, we did, I know, I know we, we kind of swore off talking about the MVP, Oh no! But, 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 but listen, but hear me out, hear me out. This is a different angle because now, now Jokic is talking about it or not talking about it, but you, you, you the way that, that we saw, right. So Jokic was asked about what his thoughts about the MVP and he pretty much says, I don't care about it anymore. Now, what I learned from him saying that means, wait. Did you care about it before? Mm. You know, it's 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 like because you gotta you gotta be careful with your words. It's like when you say I don't care about it anymore, and and I already saw the Twitter comments, I already saw the trolls, they hopped on that. They were like, but hey, I thought Jokic don't care about nothing and da 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 da. You know, um, but it just it was just interesting to see because I mean, personally, me, I don't care about the MVP award necessarily anymore either. Yeah. Um, because I think the Nuggets do have higher goals and I mean, yeah, if, if he wins it, great. If Embiid wins it, awesome. If Giannis wins it, cool. Like it's it's at this point, it's whatever. But I'll tell you, these upcoming games this weekend will determine that award. I'll tell you, the one tomorrow against Milwaukee and that one against the Sixers on Monday, 
it's going to be interesting. But what are you guys' thoughts on just Jokic actually speaking out about it? Jack, talk to me. Very interesting, especially to your point about or just how you were kind of alluding to how he, it seemed like he kind of did care. Um, but now he's kind of flipping it, which is funny because even when I was gone and I would kind of just check in the scores because I couldn't really watch the games. I thought once uh, once they started skidding, he kind of picked it up, and I thought he was kind of trying to say like, "Hey, I can I can still win MVP" because he had like that thirty five point game, <laughs> right, and, right, right. So it's like I thought like to the point of like how he quote unquote never cared. You know, I think just as a competitor, especially once you get to that high that high level of professional sports, you got to kind of care about it a little bit, even if yeah. it's this small small little thing inside you. I think that. Deep down, not that he's like has to be the MVP. I, I do believe him genuinely that he doesn't have to be. He doesn't feel like he has to be the MVP. But I do think that he really, like, once you saw it switch, even though he really didn't switch how he was playing, he was just kind of. He kind of seemed like, okay, well, I guess I can't really do much besides if my team and and myself, because you know it's a team sport. So even though my team is le- le- losing, I think it's tough to. I don't know. I just think that he. He took it personally for sure, but I think now it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's too late for him. Gotcha, Nelson. Talk to. I disagree. I, I kind of disagree with that. I, um, and I disagree on, on this level. I think that what he was pointing at was the vitriol that was going on, and I don't want to mention any names, um, but his initials are Kendrick Perkins, <laughs> and. Um, I think the fact that he heard about all that stuff and obviously made that snarky comment um, about stat padding that one mm-hmm. in that one interview. Um, so he obviously knew what was going on. Um, to say that he doesn't care, I would imagine, would be a stretch, but I don't think it's his focus. Um, I don't think it ever has been his focus. And so for me personally, I think he felt like it was just nasty. And, um, and part of that um, comes from the Philly side because they're, they're a tough group of fans and they weren't happy that he won it the first two times. Um, But also it comes from the media standpoint that I think a lot of people kind of got sick of him winning it. And also we're in a, in a place where they were like, look, You've won the award twice. Now you have your two players back. It's time to put up or shut up. And so um, I think there were some other contributors there. But I think this, the nastiness, is what he was alluding to. And um, and I agree with him 100%. I thought it was disgusting yeah. how, how it was betrayed. And um, I think people did it for their own benefit and nothing else. And so... From my perspective, um, it was nasty. Um, it's calmed down a little bit. Um, but to your point, Jeremy, I think the next two games will be a big indicator on what happens going forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, guys, so I before we get out of here, I want to get a quick prediction from both of you guys. Um, and let me let me let me kind of set the table for obviously the next two games. Milwaukee is playing tonight against the Utah Jazz. So when they play the Nuggets tomorrow, they will be on the second night of a back-to-back, which is kind of weird because the Nuggets are usually the team that, you know, has to kind of get that that short end of the stick, right? Um, but 
I want to get a quick prediction from you guys. Do the Nuggets lose both games? Do they win both games? Do they go one and one? And if you pick one and one, which games, which game do they win? Which game do they lose? Nelson, jump on that real quick for me. Yeah, really quickly, two and oh. Um, this is the turning point to go back like to, to this is the turning point. This is the, if you can't get jazzed for these two games, there's something mentally wrong <laughs> with you. Um, the crowd's gonna go nuts. The the fans in Denver are gonna be crazy. They are gonna win both games. And 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 that it'll be very um, special to see the Embiid um, Jokic set a rematch. Um, and I fully expect the Nuggets to win both games. And we'll look back as this being the turning point for or the impetus behind them really making their run. Gotcha, Jack. Talk to us. I'm gonna go with Nelson. I'll go two and zero. I'll I'll keep the confidence rolling. Um, with the Bucks, I am a little curious how that game's going to go because tonight, Middle, Middleton, My- Myers, Leonard, Dragic, and Jake Crowder are all out for Utah. I don't know if they're resting all these guys so they can play Denver. They're going to play. They're all going to play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. So, um, yeah, it, I think they'll both be really good games, but I do think the fact that they're, they're captain, you know, Giannis, I think the fact that he is still playing tonight, which – I don't expect him not to, but I think that that is kind of a, it's going to be a big point tomorrow. So I, I think the Nuggets, if they can head down, just dr- power forward, I think, you know, I think they can take the win over Milwaukee. And then the Sixers, if they're not trying to prove to someone that they're better than Embiid, I don't know what they're doing out there. So I think if, if they got the confidence in them, which I hopefully they do by now, I think they're 2-0. Gotcha. Gotcha. Listen, guys, I am in 100% agreement. I think um, – I think this is also another two and O home stand uh, because just like you said, I think Jokic understands what he needs to do now. Um, stop thinking about the MVP stuff that that doesn't matter right now. Win games, because as you guys can tell, the only reason a lot of those people started talking about the nuggets, this because we started to give them reason when you lose four straight, right? Like, you know, even even when the Nuggets were, you could say the same thing about Joel Embiid leading the league and scoring and all these different things, defense and blah, 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 blah. But before that losing streak, nobody could really take that award away from Jokic. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was literally in his hands. Right. You know, I mean, I'm talking about from a sports book perspective. I think he was like minus three seventy five or something like he was locked in. Yeah. You know, before that, that four game losing streak. So I think that did change the minds of a lot of people. So I think that for me, that is the most important thing. You have to win these games. And this right now is going to be put up or shut up for the Nuggets. This is how I see it personally. You have to show the world that this is, this is like, come on, like, this is your moment. This is your moment. You have the team, you had the, the, the setting the records for like, best record through this amount of games for the Nuggets. You've been the number one seed for what, almost what, 70 plus percent of the season. So right now you don't have an excuse. Jamal Murray is, is healthy. Michael Porter has actually been playing really, really well. Aaron Gordon is back. We need KCP to step back up again. We need that prior to the all-star break KCP. Like, where are you? Uh, Bruce Brown, we need him to start hitting corner threes again, which would be very nice to see. Um, and then we'll see how the bench kind of, you know, moves forward, obviously going into the playoffs. But I do believe that the, because of circumstances and whatnot, I do think the Nuggets do win um, these games back to back. And that is just how I see it. And it sounds like we are all on the same boat. But listen, guys, 
this was our first live show. I know we got a, we had a couple we had a couple questions in there. This is just the first of many. We're just kind of testing this stuff out to see you know how it looks, how it feels, um, and it'll get a lot easier moving forward. But um, but before we leave here, do you guys have any final statements for the people that are still watching? Yo kicks MVP. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, no, I just wish everybody out there a wonderful rest of their weekend. Enjoy your families and your friends. And um, let's go Nuggets. Let's go Nuggets. Well, you know, just like these guys said, you know, yes, Jack, I agree. As much as I didn't want to, I don't want to talk about MVP stuff anymore. And I even titled the episode No More MVP Talk. But here's what. <laughs> Yo, kids, MVP. All right, Joe. So, we'll uh, yeah. Yo, so, uh, <laughs> This is uh this has been a lot of fun, guys, as usual. And for everybody listening and watching and everything, um, this is real, this has been real cool. Um, so we will catch you guys on the next episode next week. This has been amazing. This is Denver Hoops and Dreams. 